While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. Everybody, welcome to another episode. Or welcome for the first time to Classroom Brew, or welcome back to it. If you are new to the podcast, my name is Ryan. I'm a teacher, coach, instructional coach, and do a bunch of other stuff, uh, including run this podcast. I want to give a big shout out to our Patreon members. That is Lish, James, Cindy, Melinda, Sabrina. Excuse me, <laughs> Sabrina, Leslie, Leo, and Adam. Uh, those are our current Patreon members. But if you want to support the show and go above and beyond to get your own access to some special teacher content, as well as some podcast merch to rep your Classroom Brew pride, uh, patreon.com slash classroombrew. Yeah, we have t-shirts and koozies and shot glasses and all that good stuff. Uh, if you are someone who is still enjoying summer break, I don't know if anyone would be by the time the episode comes out. I think they would, actually. We used to start after Labor Day. Uh, it was only more recently that we moved up to be uh, in sync with other districts. But if you are someone who is still celebrating their summer break, congratulations, and I'm sorry that it's coming to a close. Uh, right now, as we, we talk about the beginning of the year, the, well, the, the first year, the first year, the first week back is always my least favorite, whether it's the first week back with, well, I guess both. I don't like the first week back for teachers, and I don't like the first week back for students as well. Um, I think I've said this before. I just, I, I just always feel like there's, there's a, like a joke that I'm on the brunt end of that I don't know what it is. Like if I mispronounce a name and then, you know, I feel bad or if I say their name and then I'm like, is that you? Cause like the pictures are always inaccurate and they just kind of like smirk and laugh or look at their friends. And I'm like, okay, I feel like an idiot right now. Um, so yeah, I'm recording this the night before it is going to release the episode that is. And uh, I'm, yes, drinking on a weeknight because it's been that type of a, a first two weeks. We have our struggles for our kids who are learning English and we do not have the full support of the district yet because there is a shortage of teachers and a shortage of teachers in our building. Uh, I think two or three positions or so, which is a lot to have uh, for a small school. All this to say, I'm having some rum. <clears throat> Excuse me, made it strong, and mango. Probably just one for this for this episode. Our two drink minimum will not apply. Um, but yeah, so the new year is always is always stressful. It takes me a second to get adjusted to my new schedule, to the new bells. We switched back to our non advisory schedule, and while I'm having a hard time adjusting, our building is having a hard time adjusting. Because the bells are just going off whenever they please. Halfway through the period, 10 minutes into the period, before the period should be ending or start. It, it's all over the place. So I guess they didn't plan that part out too well because uh, it's still on the old system, which is cool. Uh, there's nothing I love more than a group thinking that they can go 
after class has been in session for uh, 16 minutes. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I've never, you never realize just how bad things are until you have to prove to your students that the time on the clock, that some of them still don't know how to read because it's a hand clock in high school, uh, is in fact not the time of, of release. We get out at 10.40. It is 10 o'clock. You're 10 minutes in. You have 40 minutes left. Uh, you really hit a low when you have to explain that uh, to, your, to your high school students. Who And I get it. Internal clock isn't quite there. But, you know, I feel like as high school students, uh, you kind of know when you're at the beginning of the period, toward the middle, and then finally at the end. And I can tell you, you don't have that, we're near the end feeling, uh, 10 minutes in. So that's been fun. It's been a fun, um, not argument, because no one's been disrespectful, of course. But that's been fun to adjust to. Um, love it so much. And then on top of it, you can tell in my voice a little bit, I think I'm getting sick. So I guess it's been a minute since I've been exposed to <laughs> all the, the different like germs that are on their hands or whatever, because you know it's, it's bound to happen. I think I get sick you know, at least a few times in a year, except for the year of the pandemic when I was working at home. And even when we first went back because I was wearing a mask uh, consistently and failing to attempt to have, you know, (laughs) the kids wear theirs. Um, PTSD from that one. But anyways, yeah, all this to say it's been a stressful start. Oh, my car, my car also. There's a turbocharger in my car. It's not that cool. There's a turbocharger in my car, which sounds cooler than it is. And, uh, when I go camping last weekend, I'm driving back, and I noticed it was driving a little bit differently, but the turbocharger in my car decides to crap out, which according to the dealership, we're talking mm, first paycheck. And as a teacher who hasn't been given a full paycheck, I shouldn't say given, who hasn't received, because it's not like we're just given, we earned it, we haven't received a full paycheck since the middle of June, and it's now the end of August, it's a long time. You really need that paycheck for rent and life and, you know, damage control because you were kind of free falling a little bit during the summer with your minimal income from little side jobs at the school. And so your car basically saying, hey, I need some attention right now is the last thing that you want to see. Um, Luckily, Peter's been, he's been driving me to and fro because it's taken the dealer uh, a full day so far, and it's going to take them a second day to figure out what's going on. And it might take a third day to actually do the work and fix my car so I can get from A to B. I guess it is drivable. It's just that it's just not good for the engine if it's used to having the turbo. I'm not a car person. I know very little. I only know what goes wrong with cars in my past, <laughs> my past car lives, but also uh, present day stuff. But yeah, so we haven't had any issues uh, in the school, which has been, oh, well, I mean, there have been fights, but not in my classroom, I guess. I'm very selfish this year. I'm going very micro level for my own sanity uh, because of all the, the issues that I've tried to address at the macro level. Uh, a little burnt out on that front. So I'm going to just focus on me and being the best teacher I can be. Um, we talked about burnout, I think, in the last episode or the one before that. But I think the message has gotten through, finally. After seven years at my school, the message has gotten through that I am not the one, kiddos. It's not me. You know, don't matter. Like, it's nice to have that reputation. And we have, you know, when it it comes to 
you know, getting established in a school. I'm not saying that you have to be established for students to respect you. I felt respected in my first year. But, you know, the ones that stand out are unfortunately either the, well, not unfortunately, the outliers, the high achieving students who are just rock stars and then uh, the kids that, you know, you really wish that they would be absent, but they never are absent. Those are what really resonate with you. Um, I felt kind of bad actually because to this day, I, I had two former students that were in the building on, on Friday and uh, they recognized me and I only knew one of their uh, names first and last because I had them more recently. But the other one was from quite literally my first year teaching seven, six, seven years ago uh, at the school that I'm at. And man, I, I can picture, I know what class period she was in. It was fourth period. It was U.S. history. She was a sophomore at the time. Uh, and I just, for the life of me, can't remember. I remember that there was another student with her same first name, but the last name and, and the first name along with it, gone. Early onset. Here we go. I mean, I guess it's not early onset. You got to figure I have about 100 and 100 to 150 students every single year, you know, over the course of six years, you're talking, you know, 600 plus kids conservatively. Uh, so I guess I shouldn't feel too bad that I don't remember, but I did feel bad. But luckily you can play it off and just go like, hey, how, I knew your face. I don't forget a face. Uh, that makes it easier because it's like I recognize <laughs> you are an alumni. Uh, even, I don't actually know if she graduated from our school. I don't think so. I don't believe so. But that bothered me. So, and I think I talked on a recent episode about connecting with some of my former teachers, which is pretty cool. But um, I'm sure that, you know, for them, if they've been teaching, you know, 15, 20 years, whatever it is, there have to be thousands of names that they can't remember and faces that they can't remember. I'm sure they don't remember me. Well, I mean, maybe if they had me on Facebook and they remembered, you know. But for the most part, it's a lot of names to remember. So I don't know if anyone's had that happen where you just really, just in that moment, you don't know and you feel bad, but they're cool about it and it's not going to come up. Like, I don't think she realized. I didn't say, I don't know your name. Like, I also was on my way out the door, but I, in, in my head, I didn't, it didn't feel ideal. So cheers to anyone that's, you know, got some students that they might not necessarily remember their names, but they remember them. Um, yeah. So, um, another thing too, I, I've noticed at the, at the start of the year, uh, I guess I'm a little bit rusty on censoring myself. I mean, I haven't, nothing has slipped. Uh, I remember when we first came back from remote learning, um, I have to like, uh, I had to like get used to like quieting my comments to myself about what people might've said or done. Uh, and then when the masks came off and were no, and were no longer uh, required, I had to get used to really being like conscious of my face, what my <laughs> what my facial expressions were doing. Um, it's a skill to to build back up. You know, it gets a little bit rusty when you're used to being able to have your face covered, and they only see your eyes, which are dead inside, because remote learning was terrible, and coming back after remote learning was worse. But uh, that said, I like there was a student we are doing. Uh, I like to do a lot of eyewitness uh, testimony in this unit that I'm currently in. And one of the early examples is the Boston Massacre and then Lexington and Concord, where it's this issue of like who shot first or how did the violence start, whatever. One of the artists, artists, one of the author's names 
is Samuel Drown. And one kid just was like, oh, like Samuel L. Jackson. And I wanted so badly to say like, not like Samuel L. Jackson, motherfucker, but you can't say motherfucker if you're a teacher, unless you have really good tenure or whatever. I don't recommend it. But man, do you know how much it took for me? I think I started the cadence. I was like, not like Samuel Jackson, that guy from the movie. I'm trying to tell you that I'm really brave <laughs> for censoring myself. As a grown adult man, I'm very brave for censoring myself and not saying, no, that's not Samuel L. Jackson, motherfucker. In a joking way, I wouldn't call the kid that. Um, but just quoting Sam L. Jackson. Um, so shout out to pe- people that... <laughs> Just do it as a reflex. Um, I'm sure my, t- my, my teacher voice is a lot different than my personal voice, even my podcast voice. It's all very different. And I've pointed that out to some people. My coaching voice, for sure a lot different. Um, yeah. Which reminds me, this is the first school year where I'm going home at a normal time. I am retired from coaching football. It's weird that the, the team has uh, taken the field. I, they did not win their first game, but it was close, so that's cool. But... Uh, the, the team taking the field without me for the first time in five, six years, uh, which is a weird feeling. Luckily, I was camping uh, for a buddy's bachelor party uh, just on the border. And so that wasn't really on my mind. Uh, but interesting to, to see that. It's the, they're doing a co-op team with the other school, which I asked them to do for years. And it didn't quite work out, but it is all good. Um, yeah. I know that teacher vacancies are a big thing. I mentioned that there's, there's quite a few vacancies even in, in my building. Uh, Chris, who was on the podcast a long time ago and was my, my, mentor for, my mentor for the internship that I did, which wasn't full-blown student teaching, um, he's gotten shifted around a little bit uh, and, and now there have a couple vacancies to fill. So it's become an issue where teachers are having to fill the void because of teachers either leaving or, or what have you, or being shifted into roles that they didn't necessarily want to do, um, or even taking on an extra class because the administration either can't or won't hire somebody for that position. We have a full position, a 100% full-time position that they, I, I think, have all but officially, unofficially, I don't know, They've all but said we're not going to fill it because they're just giving out like one or two classes to like one or two other teachers here or there. And then just for the other sections they can't fill, they're just like, sorry, you're going to have subs, Uh, which sucks. But that's the, I mean, that's their prerogative. There's not much I can do there. And I do not want a sixth class. I already have three subjects. I'm I'm good where I'm at. I'm going to stick with what I got. Um, But that's it. We have a lot of first year teachers. And it seems like they're off to a really good start. Uh, I was a little bit concerned because, you know, anytime you got a new teacher, uh, wherever they come from, there's that, you know, bit of a shell shock with doing this for the first time. And you're the person that's uh, responsible for the curriculum, instruction, assessment, uh, behavior, and outreach, and all of it. Uh, you have to be the best salesman in the world. But it seems like they they are off to a good start. They They've stuck to their guns on holding kids accountable. They've you know, been giving rigorous instruction every day, which I know seems like a given. That's just your job as a teacher. But not everybody in my building teaches every day. And I'm not saying it has to be a new lesson every day because some lessons span two or three or four or even five plus days. But there should be some expectation, something to do every day. So the concern was, are these first-year teachers going to help us? Like, let's, 
let's keep raising the bar every year and let's all be consistent so it's easier on everybody. I've been very vocal about my frustration where I'm the teacher who quote unquote does too much. But if I were anywhere else, I would be a very uh, perceived as a very laid back teacher. Um, and it just makes it harder. Anytime you have a, a bunch of kids who have subs, permanent subs all day, every day, except for two classes, they're just that much more resistant to the rigor of that classroom. I guess, I don't know, it, it depends too, because some kids, they have a full-time teacher in there every day, and then by the time they get to you at the end of the day, they're like, well, I'm too tired, because, you know, I didn't have any permanent subs today. <laughs> today. Um, but I'm excited, because I think the first two teachers that we have are going to do a great job. They have been so far, and they don't seem shell-shocked, which is nice. Um, or they're just like me, and I, I faked it till I made it with the, the, the shell shock. <laughs> Uh, just because of the res- at the time, the resistance that I was getting from students to their own learning, they did not want to be there, which is, I mean, they're teenagers, of course they don't, but it was like aggressive, I don't want to be here. And we're going to, we, like, at that time, it felt like the students ran the school and the adults just kind of were there as background characters. Um, and not in a good way, like you want your, <laughs> you want your students to be at the forefront, uh, but not running the school and calling the shots. Uh, that was really shitty in the first year to assert, uh, assert myself. And, you know, I'm not saying that we're these magicians that are leading a turnaround effort, but I, I want the bar to keep raising. The school is so much different than it was uh, over six years ago when I started. And so I'm excited that we got some new blood in the building to, you know, revitalize, revamp, bring, breathe some life into these spaces. Uh, rooms that were vacant for years or at least one year or, you know, storage offices and, and things like that where, you know, there's just crap from 1960 that is finally being like <laughs> removed to make way for, you know, more modern things, new things, things that are going to be useful for, for our students nowadays. So, and you know, I don't know because we, it feels like a good start, but a few rough, you know, patches here or there. I feel like the kids are great, but the adults, it seems like we're not prepared. Our building isn't prepared. It's an absolute mess. The bells don't work. There's the boards that we don't have the stands for, so we have no way to actually use them to airplay our iPads for this Apple Pilot. Uh, we were told to do approximately two weeks of social-emotional learning only, which I just can't do. I'm sorry. I did a lot of executive functioning. I did some social-emotional learning. I did some let's practice using our anchor charts without getting into the content. And I did that for a week and a half, okay? I did what I could. Uh, two weeks is a long time. Uh, so by Wednesday of the second week, so what is that, day eight, I was into my content finally. Uh, I could not do it any, any longer. But it's, it's funny because they wanted two weeks. I, I don't know where that came from. I don't know if it was network or not. They wanted two weeks of just SEL stuff. But they also came in for like a unofficial rigor walk to make sure that we are giving high quality instruction with great level texts and stuff like that. And we're engaging all students for the entire 50 minutes or whatever. But they basically told us, take your foot off the gas pedal to focus on these things. But then they were also like, well, where's the high quality instruction? I mean, they didn't come to my room, but it seems like a little bit of a contradiction. No, I don't know. Maybe I just need to drink more to feel better on this weeknight. But those of you that are starting pretty soon or have already are underway, 
welcome to the the new school year and you know cheers to that (laughs) whether it's a good cheers or a bad cheers or just a cheers in general and you're not sure how you feel about it but uh, i want to thank you guys for for listening in either you know every week or whenever you can or maybe this is your first time uh tuning in if you want to be on the show you can reach me uh, my email for the podcast is classroombrew at gmail.com you can also reach me on social media the instagram is at classroombrew there's a twitter sorry it's not called twitter anymore so i'm not going to plug it but if you just classroom brew without any spaces that's where you can find it um or just a google search classroom brew two words and you should (laughs) it should be fine uh what i want to start to do and it's going to be tricky because the wedding is coming up here in approximately 40 days uh but when i start getting more and more people on again which is the goal and i realize it'll be a lot more zoom and uh skype still a thing digital interviews uh i want to start to to ask people like i mentioned a week or two ago um, what are you excited about in education? What's frustrating you? I don't know what that third one's going to be. What's currently going on, maybe? So what's frustrating you? What's currently going on in your room? And what are you excited for in the future? Like our own little version of three questions instead of 20 questions, but you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys are doing well. And until next week for the next episode, Class Dismissed. This is Classroom Brew. Classroom Brew on Patreon. Koozies and coasters, shot glasses, bonus content, and voting power. Fish Cromwell from Minnesota. Has a thousand classrooms That shit is crazy But that's Minnesota Leo Sanchez Got a lot of land He's been on the pod It was really grand He's teaching in person During COVID Sabrina Bachman From O. Yo, teaches French class, but I don't remember French. Sorry for my teacher who taught me French. You were really cool, but that was years ago. This dude beat cancer, getting real strong. He posted on the gram, he's a real bad ass. James Biner, James Biner. That's fucking right, James Biner. Sandy Montoya from California. Lazy Teacher Podcast, that's a bad look. Definitely not lazy. Big time podcast man. Melinda Bradley. Melinda Bradley. She's from Florida. More PPE. 
for her staff photo. That's Melinda. Melinda Bradley. Melinda Bradley. Classroom crew. Check it out on Patreon.com. <laughs>